Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Here are my co-hosts, Kevin and Jordan. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. Yes, sir. And we back for another week. It's Super Bowl Sunday. This episode is being recorded on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, with that being said, as always, we're still going to kick it off with something positive. My something positive, um, I'm going to go with the Shepherd Center. Shout out to them. Um, oh yeah, shout out to Brandon and Nick and all them. They be listening to the pod. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, sir. Yeah, sir. Uh, my positive of the week is uh, I was able to perform last uh, last night at my uh, Marner Lagrange. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, we made history at the school. First ever hip hop concert show at the school. It was a great success. Great turnout. Positive energy. Um, Right on the street is that they're trying to uh, make this an every year thing. So that was a big change from a few years ago where they actually tried to ban our music. So I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate my boy Say I for uh, putting it together and being a part of history. Yes, sir. Kev the rapper. Yes, sir. <laughs> for those of you who are keen on context clues, yes, he meant alma mater. I don't know what he said. What did I say? I don't know. I, I have <laughs> no clue. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a modern. <laughs> I don't know what you I said. I matter. <laughs> no cap. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, for my positive, shout out to the Braves. We are the world champions, as yeah, always. Shout out to um, Max Freed this week, just because. <laughs> he was the last um, pitcher to win the Silver Slugger. No cat. He was the last pitcher to win the Silver Slugger. My Baseball forever Silver history. Slugger. That's going to go down forever. Shoot, if they ever start back playing. Hey, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, forever. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, the... Shout out to the players for holding serve. They knew what uh, the tactics that the owners were trying to do, especially Rob Manfred talking about. We agreed with all this stuff. We should be good. So um, don't blame us. Nah, bro, you knew what you was doing. If you if the deal was so good, you would have told us on uh, Wednesday or Thursday when you came up with the deal. But nah, you wanted to wait because you knew that it was going to be some boo-boo. Yeah, sir. Um, with that being said, like I said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, we're going to look back, I guess, give kind of a slight review of um, both teams, give our predictions, and we're going to talk about some other stuff that happened in the week. But with that being said, um, we're going to start with my pick, the Rams. Um, like I said in previous episodes, defense wins championships and I don't care um, how good your quarterback is. If he can't, if he can't stay up, then you don't have a chance. And this is the same Cincinnati team that gave up nine sacks to Tennessee. We said that every every playoff week. We've said that. So um, I think um, that's where Los Angeles has the uh, advantage. I feel like receivers 
talent wise, they pretty they pretty much um, even. I ain't gonna say I, yes. I, I get a slight edge to Los Angeles. They do have Cooper Cup and um, and uh, OBJ, but I'm still going. Um, I still think that where this game is gonna be won is in the trenches. It's gonna be. It's gonna come down to a shootout because it's the NFL. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Los Angeles has like four or five sacks tonight. There's just too much talent up there. But how y'all feel about what the Rams have done so much so far this season and uh the playoff run they've been on. Shout out to Matthew Stafford too. Yeah. Mm. Um awesome. Yeah. I think other than Sean, I don't think anybody will ever be saying that. But um I give credit to the Rams. I feel like even with the fast start that the Cardinals came out to, they did what they needed to do to win the division. They didn't lose any games to teams that were outside of the playoff hunt. All of their losses came to teams that made the playoffs. Um, and they also beat some teams that made the playoffs, um, like the Bucks and the Cardinals. Um, so... Shout out to them, even though they did back into it um, with the Cardinals falling on their face and the Rams lost their last game of the season and still won the division because the Cardinals were just that bad. Um, But they did what they needed to do. And Matt Stafford did what he needed to do. Um, I won't say that he's shut up the the um, naysayers, but he's made them pause. They have to say, well, at least he did get them to the Super Bowl if he he loses, which I think he will. But um, I feel like he did, he played really well other than last, I'm not giving him last week. He didn't play well last week. He did what he needed to do to win, but I'm not giving him well. But he, um, the first two weeks, he played a really good game. Managed the game. Didn't get flustered when the team, when the Bucks were coming back, when everybody else was fumbling the ball. So I give him huge credit for that. But I still don't see him as that elite, elite quarterback who's a um, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. But um, I can see some of the talent that people are talking about. Well, he's an NFL player, so I'm obviously going to give him some talent. But um, I, I think it's just a little bit more of they just like him more of the person in this story because he was in Detroit. But I don't, I don't like the notion that Detroit was just – Super trash. Matthew Stafford was just uh, this all great quarterback, and it was just they was losing, and it wasn't his fault. Like you was on the team, you was the head quarterback. Y'all with the three playoffs, y'all lost all three. So, and those three playoff appearances was with Calvin Johnson. So, take that for what you want to take it. They had a great season. Um, I personally don't feel like they should have been here. I feel like they should have lost the game against the Buccaneers. They should have lost the game against the 49ers. Bruh, catch the ball. We have a different conversation right now. But, however, they're here. 
and they do have a wicked front line. They do have one of the best cornerbacks in the game. With all that being said, Cincinnati still have Joe Burrow. They, I feel like they have um, been battle-tested this whole season. They've been battle-tested this playoff, going through a good Raiders team, a sturdy Raiders team, going through um, a Derrick Henry return, Titans team coming out hot when they was um, actually talking about the defense and Derrick Henry come and Derrick Henry coming back and they start the game off by intercepting Ryan Tannehill and ending it off with intercepting Ryan Tannehill. That's also due to Ryan Tannehill lack of skill, but they did it. Then they come back and they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, this high fire powered offense, this team that was coming high off of this um, win against the Bills. So I just feel like they're battle tested. Joe Burrow knows he's going to get hit. The, the world knows he's going to get hit. So I don't think it's a secret. I just think they're going to come out, control the game, run the ball, and um, continue to move Chase around. Um, I told my father, um, at the end of the game, you're going to be hearing the name Tyler Boyd a lot because I feel like he's going to be the difference maker in this. They're going to have to get the ball quick, 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 quick. They're going to have to get it quick. So I think it's going to be a lot of Tyler Boyd. What will they have to do? Get it quick. Get it quick. They're going to have to get it quick because you sit there and you just let Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and the gang just peel their ears back and just run and bum rush all the offensive linemen that you know is injured and fundamentally not sound. You're going to get Joe Burrow killed. You're in for a long day. Yeah. To Kevin's point, um, I really don't feel like either one of these teams should be here, and I'll get into the Bengals more in a second. But, um, yeah, Matt Stafford almost fumbled on the last drive that he threw the ball twice to Cooper Cup, who shouldn't have been open either time because they decided to blitz, but that's neither here nor there. He fumbled on that last drive, and they got the ball back. So, um, yeah, it's. I'm not saying that he's been great, but he's been good enough to get the job done. Just a slightly better Jimmy G. A more accurate Jimmy G, I would say. Good enough to get you a win, but not great. Like, where he'll just take over the game and win it for you. He just not control the game, like you said. Right. An A.J. McCarron type. He ain't never getting no shot, too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, with that being said, we're going to move on to the Bengals. Um... Yeah, it's like I say with sports, um, it's all about getting hot at the right time, and that's pretty much what they've done. Cause they beat who did they beat in the first round? The um, Raiders. The Raiders. Then they played uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, which they were sacked nine times and still somehow won. Then they beat um, Kansas City. But then again, Patrick Mahomes sold in the second half, so big time. He, did. he really didn't have, to, <laughs> didn't have to do too much. So, I mean, hey, you win you win the game, you keep on playing. That's how it goes. So, I'm not hating, but at the same time, uh, I don't – they still have to make improvements to be a consistent – because Joe Burrow said uh, this is the minimum, getting to the uh, divisional round. He said at least that's the minimum. We're supposed to win in the playoffs. But you're not going to continue to win having nine sacks. It, well, even with a decent quarterback well, on the other team. You know what I'm saying? Well, We're not going to act like Ryan Tannehill didn't say that game. He did. He did. Hey, man. 
You played to win the game. But every moment, all three games ended with Joe Burrow leading the Bengals down and a Gator kicking them into the next game. So, Hey, man. Um, if you would have told me... If you would have told me that the Bengals would have been in the Super Bowl after losing to the Bears in Justin Fields' first start, I would have laughed at you. That was literally the only regular season game I watched from the Bengals. So that was my... um, I knew they were better than that, but they didn't look that great. Their best games, like the games that they looked scary... Only was against the Ravens, really. Right. Those was the two biggest games for Jamar Chase and, um, and Joe uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow. And then the Kansas City game, the last game against Kansas City, where they yeah they decided to turn it on at the end of the season. But um, I I said it at the beginning of this playoff run. They have the talent to be in the Super Bowl. I just don't think that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. Even though I'm picking them. Crazy, huh? Um, but I just, it's something about this team where it's kind of like what people saw in the Braves outside of Atlanta. If you didn't actually watch the Braves every day, all you saw was, oh, they have some some names and they have um, some big rosters uh, spots that they traded for, but it's not really no sexy names that is going to actually pull together and win it. But I feel like they have something that's been like all of them are so young and high um, draft, uh, high draft picks that I feel like they've found a way to mesh together over the years, especially with losing the first couple of years. But and they know each other like this is not, you know, how you just get drafted and you come to a team. You got to get to know everybody. A lot of these people grew up together and close regions played tournaments together went to college together played, right. you know exactly that was the Braves thing most of them played in Gwinnett together so for those who don't know that's the AAA um, affiliate of the Braves so they came through the minor leagues together like they actually knew how to play um, so yeah I see that working with the Bengals but I still don't even feel like they should be here because I didn't really watch the Raiders game. I I don't know. That one was the first game of the actual playoffs, so I was they got, just they getting got ready. Good, the rest helped them out, but they was going to win that game anyway. So. Yeah. All I saw was the play when Joe Burrow was scrambling out of bounds and then he threw it, threw a touchdown. That's the only play I saw. But, um... The game against the Titans, I watched that whole game. They had no business winning, even though um, Ryan Tannehill sold. I didn't really feel like Joe Burrow took the game. I feel like the game was really given to them. Against the Chiefs, even though Patrick Mahomes was selling, I feel like Joe Burrow won that game, especially with those two third-down runs in the um, fourth. I think y'all said it was early in the fourth quarter. But, um... Yeah, I feel like those actually won the game. So I will give him credit for that. But I don't really feel like they have done anything to be here, if that makes sense, other than that. Other than other people giving them games. But that's how I felt when the Chiefs won it their first year. I felt like they didn't really deserve it. The um, Who did they play the first They won two games. I think they played the 49ers in the first Super Bowl. No, they played somebody. They played the um, 
the Titans and Patriots. somebody else sold. Texas. The Texans. The Texans it was, sold. They was the up Texans, 24-0. Yes, the Texans sold. They stopped um, running the ball. And then the Titans, I have no clue why Mike Rabel decided, nah, let's let's just let Derrick Henry chill. He's not really doing anything. Ryan Tannehill again. No cap. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. So, And, well, I'll get into this with the predictions. So. Go ahead. Not officially. Um, just to close out with the Bengals, it's just um, I just respect the run. I just respect Joe Burrow, and I I appreciate the talent they have on the offensive end. Um, they could probably be in the Super Bowl right now, and without Chase, if they drafted Panay Sewell with the weapons they have on the offensive side. So I gotta give them credit. If they drafted Panay Sewell, they wouldn't have Jamar Chase. That's what I said. I still feel like they could be in this position because now you're protecting Joe Burrow. And T. Higgins is the number one. Tyler Boyd is the number one. Mixon's still the top 10 running back. I don't feel like they would be in this position without Jamar Chase. I feel like Jamar Chase has given them an extra layer. Like, he's opened up T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, they were getting open last year, but they're getting a lot more separation when... T, uh, when Jamar Chase is getting double teamed. Yeah, I, I can give you that. Hey, man, I was the main one saying that Panay, they should have drafted Panay Sula. I mean, you so can't, I can admit I was wrong. You can't go wrong with protection or, or a deep threat because really, I mean, you get You're Jamar right. Chase, you open I mean, it up, and he's still looking getting Looking back beat up. at it, it is easier to... Re- the drop-off between Jamar Chase and a second-round receiver is bigger than the drop-off between Panay Sewell and a second-round lineman. Depending on the drought, because right now it's not. What do you mean? I mean, the case they wasn't able to. Receivers, is, now they treat um, running backs like they have down a dozen, they starting to treat receivers like that. Yeah. Because, mm. I, I mean, I, I, I do think that I mean, because so Jamar many receivers coming in and breaking records, it's like, Jamar Chase did all of that, and we understand how great he is, and we understand what I he mean, did for the Bengals, but we won't even sit here and say he top five right now. For him to be his size, I would say he's a little bit different than the normal receiver. Because I was saying that for the Dolphins, mm-hmm. that they needed a big body receiver. And they got the Eagles. Jalen. He's not a big body, but look at how dynamic he was this season. I mean, yeah, but it's kind of harder to scheme open a receiver than that's smaller than the, than one that's bigger. You can just throw it up, kind of like DeAndre Hopkins. True. Well, moving right along. Well, um, if I can find my notes, uh, here we go. Um, next we're gonna talk. Oh well, yeah, I guess we can get into our predictions. Like I said, I'm going with the Rams. My opening statement was. Um, Defense wins championship. That's where they have the advantage. Uh, they have one of the, if not the best, um, one of the best corners in the game. And in the trenches is where they're the most dynamic, though. Aaron Donald is a dog. Um, Von Miller still got some noise to make. So, yeah, uh, the team that has the better defense. I would much rather have um, the Rams defense on the field at the end of the game than Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, Rams by six. I feel like the Rams have 
all the talent in the world to win this game. And I feel like they should win it. But I feel like, one, Matt Stafford is going to do something that's going to give the game away. And two, I feel like Sean McVay is going to trip over his own ego and try to outcoach himself. And that's going to give them um, a disadvantage. Kind of like what Kyle Shanahan would do. But um, I've been listening all week. I have yet to hear anybody give a reason why the Bengals would win other than the Rams selling. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's going to be pretty much that. Um, I think this is going to be one of the better Super Bowls you've seen in a long time. Just strictly because I feel these two teams are really no one expected. I mean, people did have talks about the Rams possibly being here, so no one's surprised that they're here. But at the same time, really the masses was thinking Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady was going to be in this predicament. Hell, even Jimmy Garoppolo, like before Matthew Stafford. So I think this is going to be one of the most, one of the more entertaining Super Bowls we have, including the halftime show, you know, Black oh, yeah. History Month. We got Kendrick Lamar hitting the stage, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. you know, Eminem. You know, he white, but he, he the culture. Yeah. Um, so Shoot, don't let, the don't, let it, don't let the group chat here. I say that because they swear he not it. But oh, what? I don't. We're not going, we're not going right. Just know. Be mute in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> here at NAS, we support Slim Shady. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I think it's gonna be uh, slobber knocker. How Jerry Delari used to say on WWE, um, Bengals gonna come out control the game. I think the Rams gonna have to run on Bengals time and not. Uh, be pressed uh, I'm sorry not the Bengals be pressed by the rush of the, um, of the Rams I think it's going to come down to Joe Burrow getting the team in the red zone and McPherson doing the exact same thing he's done did the past two um, playoff games winning the game for them and Joe Burrow being the Super Bowl MVP and I think the score is going to be Bengals 38 Rams 34 hey, Amen. I don't have no scores or none of that. I honestly don't even care who wins because I'm going to have to suffer either way. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to deal with, is Matt Stafford the GOAT or is uh, Joe, Burrow. Joe Burrow about to be Tom Brady? So, I mean, I don't feel like hearing it. All I'm saying is it's not fair that Matt Stafford got his exit and gets the opportunity to go win the Super Bowl, even though uh, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders wanted the same thing. It, all their everybody's reason was well you can't just give Calvin Johnson away you can't give Barry Sanders away they might go off and win the Super Bowl or something so what the hell is the difference like this doesn't that don't even make no sense you need to stop some that's why some athletes need to believe in yourself a person like Calvin Johnson you take that you take that massive contract Detroit gave you you can't just force your way out after that I mean I understand they sorry I understand you want to leave but you can't force your way out Matthew Stafford didn't even get that contract that Calvin Johnson got so it's like you can't be like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, I mean you, you know you know me. I do. I feel like if you sign the contract, that's on you. You can't sit there and sign the contract and then complain about the team being trash, Dame. But all I'm saying is, if you were willing to give Matt Stafford his trade, why couldn't Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders get their trades? If the logic was, well, they're too good, they might go off and win the Super Bowl or something. 
but you were willing to give up Matt Stafford. I don't know. I think at that point, I think it's all about timing. Matthew Stafford waited that time. He was there about 10 years, 11 years. It was already sold. Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders were there the same amount of time. Calvin Johnson didn't even play 10 years. Yes, he did. They they both they both retired after 10 years. At exactly 10. Yes. I don't know, but they retired at that point. I mean, you can say what you really want to say, dude. Like, it's okay. They're black. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Like, we, are, we know that. That's, you know, I don't want to say that's just the end-all, be-all. That is the end-all, be-all. <laughs> that is literally the end-all, be-all. That's bull. Like, <laughs> bro, that's, that's not fair, bro. No. For, and mainly for that reason, I'm going for the Bengals. I don't want Matt Stafford to win no Super Bowl. Like, he don't deserve it. That's not fair. You know it would be messed up if he get up there and be like, I'm still a lion at heart, and be like, Detroit, this is for you. Like, he really, <laughs> like, like he, like, put on for the city like those two did. No, all Detroit fans are going for Matt Stafford. All, mean, yeah. all, all Detroit all fans, Detroit all Georgia fans. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm here to see them cry. Yeah. But, yes. I hope they lose. I wonder what all the like I guess they got the better team. Hey man, at the end of the day, even if the Bengals win, we still gonna have to deal with LSU fans. Yes, they gonna swear that this was another national championship for that team. But LSU, mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow not even homegrown. He came from Ohio State. Anyway, I still say he a Buckeye. Hey you know what I'm saying? All <laughs> I'm saying is keep the game Don't close. Say that Don't tell that you fans. Keep the game close, Bengals. Do not lose by more than seven if you lose. My boy Vernon Hergros got to get a uh, Hargrave. Hargrave. I suck at names. Y'all already know this. You do. I know this on purpose. My boy finna get chipped. He finna lock down OBJ because I know he lying finna be on him. Yeah. I pray they don't put OBJ. They got to put Vernon on him. I don't know who going to guard Coop, though. They're going to shade the coverage to him. That's why you had to get another number one. They're going to be mad. Eli Apple might be ready, though. He just had that smoke with Tyree and Travis oh, Kelsey. Boy. No, he didn't. He had to smoke with the number three receiver. And he dropped that. He, he was in position. Shout out to my song. Bro, he trash. But he was in position for a pick. He, he just dropped it. Trash. That was a bad throw when he was in position for the bad throw. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> being honest. He was so out of position that he was in position for uh, the ball that Patrick Mahomes threw three yards behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, he was such a monster at Ohio State, allegedly. Was he? And that's what the word was. You know, he's such. He a was on that Michael Thomas Zeke team that mm-hmm. won the national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Coop blessed him in that game. He um, anyway, we're gonna move on to the NBA and the trade deadline. It's way too many trades that happened at the trade deadline to talk about all of them. So we're gonna hit a few of them. And if you don't know, then you need to be following the NBA more anyway. Get the get the notifications from ESPN like we do. Anyway, um, the major one, the main one, um, the one that everybody is talking about, this man, James Harden, forced his way out of Brooklyn, and now he's a 76er. They also got Paul Millsap. I didn't even know that. But he didn't he didn't force his way out. He he just got traded organically. Yeah. That was that was the front office doing that. He didn't ask for a trade. Let him tell it. He did the same thing that he did. He, he did everything but put on the fact sheet. Right. 
That man James Harden is a clown, bro. Mm-hmm. That man said, "I don't want to ask for a trade because I don't want people to make fun of me." What's the, what's the like, bro? We're not stupid. <laughs> like, who do you think we are? Like, you think we? You think that the Nets just all of a sudden said, "Nah, this ain't gonna work. Let's get him out of here." <laughs> I know he wants to be here, but let's get him out of here on our accord. No. What's the TikToks be like? Uh, show me you um, something without showing me. Yeah. Like, show me you want to be traded without saying yeah, showing me. He just okay. be like Philadelphia. He just show the Sixers. In return, um, the Nets got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. They also got a 2022 first round pick and a 2027 first round pick. But um, I'm gonna say uh, the Nets won this trade. They shouldn't have let go of Seth. Shout out to him. That man was hooping in the series last year, even though they lost to my Hawks. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. I'm going with the Nets as the winners of this trade. Yeah, I'm definitely going the Nets as well. They got the big man that they needed, even though I feel like Andre Drummond going to get dunked on a couple of times couple a game. Times. Definitely. But um, he going to grab some rebounds. That's what they need. Um. Seth Curry is a solid shooter. He's going to be what Joe Harris wasn't. If Seth Curry was there last year, then they wouldn't have lost to the Bucks. Let's put it that way. Um, and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. You just need to be in the Ben mind. Simmons. Bro, just pass the ball, and when you open, dunk it. <laughs> Do not pass a wide open dunk up. And, then, and we good, bro. I don't have nothing bad to say about you right you now. I'm, I'm going to keep all my bad thoughts to you, about you, to myself, because you're on my team now. Kind of like I did last year when James Harden was traded here. I need to see how it works first before I say this was this won't work or it will work. I'm skeptical. I feel like they need to play him at the four instead of the one, but I don't think that'll happen. So, um... Yeah, we'll see how it works and then go from there. Ben Simmons, get your act together, bro. You you did all this pouting to get out. You got out. You got to a championship caliber team. Now don't come over here messing it up, bro. You had all this time to work on the jump shot. You had all this time to work on free throws. Don't say you you can't do it. Figure it out, bro. Um, it's a win-win for both teams. Philadelphia got the spacing that they need with James Harden. Joel B and James Harden is a perfect combination, in my opinion. Their styles and their games match each other so well. And you've seen James Harden at his best when he had Clint Capella and he had someone that can pick, pop, roll, all of that. And then at the same time, Joel B can say, give me the ball, let me go to work. Can't no one stop me. Um, and he's also an elite defender. So... And then you didn't lose um, Max, and you didn't lose Harris. You didn't really lose much on your team that, that's going to hurt you. Yes, you helped another team, of course, but from the Philadelphia Sixers' perspective, they didn't lose anything that's going to hurt their team. They still have their team together, and they added someone who was averaging 24-8, and eight, and he's not even really in shape and fully healthy. And now he's at a place that he wanted to be two years ago. He's he's there. Mike, um, little baby just said he get his advice from Mike Rubin. His and Mike and little baby is James Harden's best friend. Rubin is part owner or something close related to the Sixers. It all makes sense. 
So I think for the Sixers' perspective, they was already fighting hard without Ben Simmons there. So you can't lose this trade. How can you already be in the position you are? Jordan Bede is MVP right now and without Ben Simmons and lose by adding James Harden, who's ad- who's just made the All-Star team. I don't see how you lose. Um, now, I can see you losing by at helping Brooklyn get better. Now, will it affect them this year? I don't know because I think Brooklyn has put themselves in a hole that is going to be probably hard for them to come out. I don't think that this is going to be the season that this all comes together and forms. I don't KD injury, Kyrie, Ben Simmons all coming together. They just lost 10 straight games. Like this season probably won't be it that the, the Sixers will have to face this roadblock. And this is probably the opportunity that they have to go and try to uh, try to sneak by and upset a, a Bucks and a Heat team to get to the championship. But for future reference, when this team gels, you just gave the the Nets super ammunition. I don't know how much juice Andre Drummond got left, but the last time he was a starter, he was averaging 18 and 10. The Lakers and the Sixers killed them. But now he's back in an environment where he's going to easily come into the starting lineup. He's going to fit the bill as the big body they need because they lack a whole bunch of size and depth. Now you got Seth Curry, who's going to space the floor out now with KD, Kyrie, you got a whole bunch of shooters now, plus the big man. You just made this team a lot a lot better. And now you got Ben Simmons playing along amongst these guys. He doesn't have to shoot. He's around a whole bunch of guys who can shoot. He doesn't have to even worry about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's attempting to practice his shots and stuff. I don't feel like Ben Simmons don't want to be good or don't want to be better. I just feel like he just didn't want to be in Philadelphia and everything Joel Embiid made, said make it seem like that's just what it was. So I think he's going to come to Brooklyn and fit right in. Average 18 and 10, 18, 8 and 8, basically. Be an all-star caliber player again. And elite defensive, defensive player of the year, every year candidate for this team. I think nobody lost in this one. I think it's pretty good for the league. Unfortunately, the players having too much control and whining and crying their way out of teams every year is somewhat getting annoying, but hopefully they get a hold of that. Like I, I'm, I encourage player empowerment, but I also encourage structure and loyalty. Yeah, um, I feel like... It'll work on paper, but one, I don't know how it's going to work in the playoffs when the game slows down and James Harden wants to dribble the ball for most of the shot clock, unless he goes back to last year when he wasn't, when they were ball movement. But I don't really trust Tobias Harris as much as everybody else does. Tyrese Maxey, I haven't really seen enough from him. And, and they still have Thibel. I might add, they, they yeah, got the trade. Matisse Thibel is literally just for defense. Yeah. He's not good on nothing. At all. But I'm saying, but, like, they have, they mm. complete. They complete now, I feel, on yeah. both ends. And Tobias Harris now don't have to. Last year? I mean, Tobias Harris still has to be the. Of well, course. I mean, he's the third scorer. Of course. But, but I'm saying, like, remember last year we was watching the playoffs and Ben Simmons was doing what he was doing. The, th- the trio was supposed to be Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. And I was saying, remember, I said, Joel, Tobias Harris, he made sure, you look at the stat line, he made sure he get his 20 points, and then he just fades in the distance. He's not really making any impactful plays, but he gives you 20 points, and that's it. Like, But he's not the guy that's supposed to 
be the second or first option. Now you bring in James Harden, and now you got Joel Embiid. Now kind of like the Wiggins role. Yeah, now his yeah. twenty points is All Star level. Look, you see what I'm saying now? I won't say All Star level, but like, I get look, what you're saying. Yeah, but I've I still don't feel like kind of like I said last year. One of them is bound to get hurt, and I mean, you said it. I can't remember what year. What it was might have been a bubble year when you said. No, it was the year before the bubble. When you said, who could have predicted that LeBron would have got hurt? And I said, I, I mean, I literally said that he's old. He's probably not going to make it through a whole season. So ever since then, I've been predicting injuries into my um, into who will win the championship. And I honestly don't see both of them making it through the playoffs injury-free. So you'd be a bad guy if you predict that. Then you say, try to make it seem like... You wishing right? You wishing I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to cover my bases because when they do get hurt, like, right? When they get hurt, you'll say, well, nobody would have predicted they would have got hurt. We were all saying if healthy, but I wasn't saying if healthy. Mm-hmm. I was saying what will happen, and I don't think that both of them will remain healthy. We've already seen Joel miss three weeks this season, so. This is um, longest run, actually, though. It is. Actually, it's like, his, this is his healthiest season, and he's missed three weeks. Take that into consideration. Well, well, how many games would be missed in three weeks? What, like 10? 10, 11, yeah. something like that. Because KD been gone for two weeks and missed about He's been games. gone like three, four weeks. Damn, no. Yes. Sheesh. NBA season going. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, we can rapid fire these next couple of trades. The only other one I care about is CJ. Shout out to CJ. He got out. He tried. definitely, he definitely got free. What he say? He tried, Jennifer. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I told he did what everybody's telling Dame to do. I told y'all at the beginning of the season that man Dame is gonna keep on talking, keep on alienating CJ, and he gonna end up leaving. He gonna ask for a trade first on his Paul George. And he did it. Shout out to him. Take take control of your own um, destiny. That man Kyrie set the game plan. You're not going to leave me here by myself with this trash roster when you leave. No, I'm about to leave first. And I'm going to be on a good team. Is he on a good team? The Pelicans? That team not good. No, mm, they're not. I mean, they're right like- around the same... Places the Lakers he's in like the that, standings. What, like the eighth one now, I mean, Josh he dropped Hart 33 last night. Yeah, they don't have Josh Hart no more, so he probably is the starting guard. Yeah, he dropped like 33, has six assists, something like that Shout last night. Okay. I didn't even know he was back healthy. Shout out to the Pelicans. They got my man Jose Alvarado. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he played at um, Georgia Tech. That makes the hoop. Like, I don't understand how you have all that talent and you got a great coach too. Gentry's a great coach. I don't see what's not clicking there. Hey man. I played I played with New Orleans on 2K. I play power forward. They have a lot of good guards. Steven Adams is really good. It feels like they're just missing something at that power forward position that can score and also facilitate. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't play. Yeah. Always hurt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, I guess we can move on to our penalty kick. Wait, wait, wait. You need more? Oh, before we get shout out. out to Por- shout out to Porzingis. Oh yeah, he did get traded. He went to um, Washington. Washington 
for Spencer Dinwiddie and somebody else. Um, the Kings also king. Oh yeah, <laughs> slip off their best player they for somebody. Off the best player for somebody who can opt out at the end of the season. I think something that, like that. That was just a lottery pick last year, wasn't it? Yes. Hey man, <laughs> that's why they got beat 150. And they gave up Buddy Hield in the same trade. They did. <laughs> and Bagley. De'Aaron Fox. Now Bagley went to Detroit. De'Aaron Fox in there like, this is, y'all gonna yeah. do this to me? <laughs> hey, he, you know how normally people be like, well, at least I'm in Cali. He in the most boring part of California, too. Every, anybody, if you ask anybody from California, what part of California do they not want to live in? Sacramento. Crazy. That's Isn't it the capital? Safe, it is. That's probably the part you most safe is at. Hey, man. I think they'd be exaggerated. The way he ain't finna get in there. Sacramento's the capital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You would think L.A., right? Wow. Hey, Sacramento, y'all gotta do better. Y'all can't be the capital going out bad like that. Yeah, yeah Montgomery goes out bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizards go out bad. Yeah. The district. <laughs> Boy, I remember when I first found out Montgomery was a capital. Like, why? <laughs> I did think Birmingham was the capital. It's the largest city in the state. <laughs> How do we end up here? Anyway... <laughs> Um, any more trades y'all want to talk about before we move on to uh, penalty kick? Were there any more? Aaron Holiday got traded. Uh, we don't care about that. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday, brother. Oh, yeah. One of them. Karis Levert got, got like traded six. for Ricky Rubio. We'll see him Tuesday. Yes, sir. He'll be there, too. Karis Levert was a good trade. And then Boy, he came back and dropped man. 30 on the Pacers the next game. Forget the Pacers, mm-hmm. man. They traded... All day five players the, the day, day before of, the game. No, the day of the game. The day of the game. We thought we were going to go see some bonus. We were going to see some good basketball. Okay. No, we did. Never mind. We seen my boy Lance Stevenson drop. We did. That man, that man was hooping. That man Lance was hooping, hooping. <laughs> one rebound, one assist short of, the, I think like one rebound, two assists short of a triple-double or something like that. Hey, bro, they be having real quiet triple-doubles because I definitely yeah. don't even be knowing if people be close. I like, I didn't know he was close. I didn't know Tyler Hero was close. Like, it be so it many times. Because it be on the road. Right. That That's true. Montrez Hero went to the Wizards. Oh, I was watching. No, he went to the um, Hornets. I was watching that game. That Hornets and um, Grizzlies game last night. That was a great game. You wouldn't be able to tell at halftime. I was about to turn it off, but they uh, the Hornets started coming back. Lamelo and Trez almost brought them back single handedly by themselves. Lakers and, uh, so yeah, I think that Warriors was a good trade for them. Last night too. It tr- it looked like Trez gonna be back to Clippers Trez, or well, regular season Clippers Trez. <laughs> Shout out to Dennis Shooter, man. That turn that man turned all that money down from the Lakers just to end up with the Rockets this year. Crazy. He got traded to the Rockets. He did. But actually, it's it, it's not that bad because he's gonna get a bigger bag next season because he's averaging like eighteen. Is he going to get a bigger bag next season? Yes, definitely. Who wants him? The Lakers wanted him. Again? They want him back? They, want, gonna... they didn't want him to leave in the first place. They just I get said, that, but I'm saying, are they going to bring him back? They should have. But are they going to? Because they literally don't have... Uh, they said the Rockets have no intention of buying him out. 
which I feel like is so wrong to John Wall that you bring in Dennis Schroeder, who's also a veteran, and you tell about you don't want John Wall to play because you don't want to win, but you bring in Dennis Schroeder. Because he's not going to win. Have mm. we seen Dennis Schroeder these last couple of years? I mean, but years? he's still going to give... He's still Once you put someone like that on the court, though... I mean, yes, it's stupid, but it's the Rockets. But, like, I mean, what have they done smart recently? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know how to. They say they're not gonna buy him out, which is crazy to me because I was like, so why did you bring him in? I know he's not on a big deal, but did like, they take what? What? What was the? I don't know what the trade was. Did they get draft picks or something for a shooter? Yes. Let's go back to it. The Celtics, the, really the Celtics got Daniel Tice, and the Rockets got Dennis Shooter. Enos Freedom and Bruno Fernandez. And they trade and they got dang that um they're releasing Ennis Cancer and his freedom his new name. <laughs> and then uh, the Celtics oh, traded. okay, okay, okay. The tra- the Celtics traded back for a center that they let walk. Yeah, I I mean the Daniel Tice move was smart, but I don't I get why they gave up Dennis Schroeder because they didn't have anybody else to give up. Yeah, I just don't understand from the Rockets perspective. It's probably a cash like, dump. I guess, yeah. It's like, it, that's not... I mean, if Schroeder is only making, like, $5 million a year, and he's only signed for the rest of the year, I don't know what Tice's contract is, yeah, but like I would they, assume it's multiple years. So, yes, that makes sense from their perspective. It's not like he's going... It's not like he's going to raise the ceiling or floor of their team. But I was thinking the same it. thing about... I mean, I guess you could... John Wall is still better than exactly. Schroeder, yeah. So, I, I never mind. I, yes. Still, Hey man, they gotta put that in parentheses or something. Like, how am I supposed to know that said that man's name? Anyway, um, hey man, he should have been paying attention when he was going back and forth with LeBron. That's how he was getting his new name out. That ain't none of my business. <laughs> um, he escaped the Turkey government, called himself in his freedom. <laughs> Literally. I don't think that's just, anyway, we're gonna move on to uh, our penalty kick segment. Mike McDaniels, the new head coach of the Dolphins, right? Yeah, new head coach of the Dolphins. Um, at his opening press conference, says he doesn't identify as a. He doesn't have basically doesn't have a race. He identifies as a human being. No biracial. Oh, he doesn't identify. No, he was multiracial, but he said, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said that. The dummy he, just couldn't say he was mixed. Right? Yes, he said that he do, he's not he doesn't see what's the point of everybody making this big deal about him being a black head coach. He doesn't see himself as black. He just sees himself as a human being. What it sounds like is a dude who have a black father, but that black father wasn't really coach. Ain't have no season to him. You right. grow up in a real season household because if you real deal black, you embrace being black. Right. There's not one black person I ever been around mixed, straight black, whatever. If you if you black and you're in the culture, you around us for real. You embrace your blackness. Right. You don't never sit here and be like, I'm mixed. Those are those folks that's from the suburbs that don't really be around us. It's a different kind. I don't like that. It is a big deal. We don't have no black coaches. It's a Rooney Rule place. I know that's gonna, I didn't mean to cut you off, Jordy. But they're gonna bring it up in that lawsuit. Me. Huh? They're gonna bring it up in that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, like that type of stuff just be blowing me. Like you, you don't know the big deal. What you mean? It might it's, not be a big deal to you, but it's a big deal to, to other you because you're not one of us like that. You're probably like if you look at him, he look like logic. You know I, what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he. <laughs> the, the, he 
doesn't probably really understand it because that's probably not what he grew <laughs> up. <laughs> he, he probably grew up in a different, different. If we talking about Georgia, we on the south side. He grew up in Alpharetta. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I think that's pretty ignorant for him to say. Then like you trying to like spark some type of movement. That's the problem we have whenever time black people try to make a movement or we have something. Other people want to start another movement. Black Lives Matter. Well, all lives matter. Okay, we're trying to get black coaches in. Well, I'm a bi- I'm a biracial coach. Now we're gonna try to. Or when they try to say minority coaches, trying to lump Ron Rivera. In yeah, there. and he's Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? It was, I seen more Hispanic coaches in my life than I seen black head coaches. To be quite honest with you, in in the upper levels, you know, God rest the dead. I, I was in Miami when I was a kid. Tony Sperano was the coach for the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he's, but I seen a, a Hispanic coach the Dolphins before I seen a black coach coach the Dolphins is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't like that. Like, if you don't, like, don't spark no other movement of no biracial and none of that stuff like that. We ain't trying to make weird terms for it. We all, it's mixed. Okay. Like, I'm mixed, buddy. Okay. Like, <laughs> stop trying to confuse people. Right. But, um... Yeah, I I don't like it. I, f- I feel like it's lame. It's cowardish. Um, I blame Tiger Woods, to be honest. He started it <laughs> with that Cobbling Asian bullshit. Um, <laughs> I feel like That's like Rob Parker way. was saying, like at, when he got pulled over for doing what you were doing, they didn't check off Cobbling Asian on the police report. They checked off black. If... Mike McDaniel gets pulled over in Miami. They're not going to say, well, I mean, he said that he was this and he was that and that he doesn't really like being black. So let's not put that on there. No, they're going to say black. So uh, it's lame. It's a cop out. You already the token hire because they fired um, Brian Flores and they needed a a, a cop out to get somebody in there and they didn't want to go full black. So they needed a minority hire. So they got you in there. So keep it real what just like they don't want to keep it real that's fine <laughs> if you want to hide behind that just like they trying to hide behind you have at it but we gonna call it out right that man is basically an analyst he's a glorified analyst because we're not gonna act like um shanahan don't call the play i'm just trying to figure it out bro like how the hell how how is he and o'connell and all these other coaches getting all these coaching jobs and they're not calling no plays but Eric Bieniemy, whatever, bro. <laughs> this man said that he probably not going back to the Chiefs, and I don't blame him. Go to the Rams. Go to the Rams, and they probably gonna say, "Well, no, how the hell? Hey, no, Sean McVay calling the plays. Then we really gonna see it. But it's fine. Come to Baltimore. You can come to Atlanta. <laughs> nah, nah I want him to go to better. the. I want him to go to the Rams. So it is definitely no excuse. They, uh... They're going to keep Cutter. Anyway, um, our last, I think our last, no, we might have one more after this. Yeah, we, we do have two more. Um, our next topic is LeBron passing uh, Kareem for all-time points, all-time combined points, playoffs for everybody regular season. Um, at this point, it don't really surprise anybody. This man been playing for 19 years. At some point, he was going Pass all these um, people, especially because he's playing at this level. Especially because he's playing at this level, you know what I'm saying? He's still 
um, the leader of his team. He's not like most veterans at this point in their career where they're basically a glorified uh, catch-and-shoot guy, uh, Carmelo. But um, <laughs> it's okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, shout-out to LeBron. We definitely should have won last night, but... That's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Why did y'all win? Why didn't y'all win after coming back in the fourth quarter to take the lead? What do you mean? Because first of all, we led the whole game. No, y'all didn't. 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 No, y'all were not. (laughs) Bro, y'all took the lead with like two minutes in the third quarter. Hey, man. I remember seeing the the little thing at the bottom of ESPN. The Lakers lead in the third and fourth quarter. All I'm saying is they took the lead going into the fourth. Then LeBron said, yeah, this looks good. Cruise control. <laughs> Cruise control. Throw a parade. Y'all see my boy Nick Wright hyping me up back there. Go ahead. Tell him, Nick, I'm the GOAT. I'm the GOAT. I'm the big dog. But no, that man went one for 10, had at least four turnovers in the fourth quarter of a two-point loss. The first thing he um, put on Instagram this morning was about how he had the most combined points. That man, that man, <laughs> LeBron yeah, is funny. That man, that man, that man, that man missed at least one free throw. Missed the first one. Like, come on, bro. How you the goat? You yeah. going outside like that? That man said, in other news, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, shout out to Nick Wright, bro. If nobody else is gonna have your back, if if your friends don't have your back like Nick Wright has LeBron's back, then they not friends. doing it right, bro. Hey. That man really made people celebrate an award that nobody else cared about. <laughs> like, literally nobody was talking about this until Nick Wright went on Twitter and complained about it. Y'all gonna talk about this. Y'all are gonna talk about this today. Y'all are gonna talk about this today. Shout out to Nick Wright, bro. But shout out. Actually, I like Nick Wright. I feel like Nick Wright. Of course very, you do. Of course very, you do. Very smart. But of see, course you do. me, <laughs> I consider myself one of the biggest LeBron fans. Of course. But I'm being. I'm in between Are a you? lot. I'm in between a lot <laughs> because I feel like I feel like it's an in between with things. Like I feel like I was telling Jordan early off before we got on. Like I feel like it's the LeBron fans who. Just nut hug him. He can't do nothing wrong. Like everything is just like you. <laughs> that's not. That's not I, true. Man, you just walk right on in. That's, that's not true. Because like, I actually, I actually get on LeBron when he mess up. I one just, out of I every just, twenty times. You know, normally, normally I would interrupt him, but I was like, let me see where he hit. Nope, he's just gonna walk Because it's different. Then it's also those people who. Just simply dismiss, diminishes everything LeBron do. Nothing he does is is spectacular. Everything is underwhelming. Like you, like everything, mm. like you, like, like I feel like every, we're. Like I feel like we like. are both in the same <laughs> spot on both spectrums. 
If if it was a scale of one to ten, we were both as eight on both spectrum. You're an eight on nut hugging, I'm just, and I'm an eight on quote unquote hate. I mean, okay, we do the okay. I don't I hate say, everything, and you don't nut hug everything. It's say the same thing because <laughs> if we doing that, it's the same thing with Katie. That's how I feel. With, mm. with you and KD. I would say KD, I'm a nine because I have to be defensive about KD. I mean, yeah, you just like him, bro. I swear the KD hive is goddamn. We had to be defensive about KD because y'all man. act like everything KD do is wrong. Y'all, and every the, good thing LeBron do is not y'all, him. Ain't nobody going to say that James Harden quit his way out twice and that he his rings don't count. But people say that just because KD played out his contract and went to a team that was building something, that he's wrong. Uh, it wasn't like that. It, it is. It is literally that, like that. It's not that it's simple. It's exactly like if, that. If LeBron was at Cleveland for seven years and didn't get no help, they didn't help him whatsoever, and he take his time. LeBron got slander too, but nobody said his rings didn't count. <laughs> but that is also true. I never heard nobody. KD thing is just a different situation, but we don't have... Because he's KD, bro. That's literally the only reason, which is why I had to be defensive. Okay. But yeah. So, Giannis, he's the perfect person for you. Giannis. I like Giannis, I, actually. Now. No, now, I won't say now. now. I've always liked Giannis. I just don't... I've never thought that he was as good as everybody else was saying that he was. And now... But he's decided that he's actually added a bag, unlike Ben decided. Simmons. And I said going into last year, if he actually keeps up... This um, he was shooting threes, and I said if he keeps it up and keeps up um, shooting well, then they're gonna win. All I'm saying is, all that being considered, this man still had to needed James Harden and Kyrie Irving to be hurt, and KD's toe to be on the line in Game Seven. We so, need Will here. I feel like it would be a funny, fun conversation. My, my boy KD to talk took about all of these if, athletes. Y'all remember when? About. Y'all remember when everybody was saying, "Bro, if you put KD on the Warriors, I mean, if you put uh, LeBron on the Warriors and KD on the uh, Cavs, it wouldn't even be close." If you would have put, it would be the same thing. If you would have put KD on the Bucks and Giannis on the Nets, that series would not have been a seven game series. If you had Kevin Durant with uh, PJ Tucker, Drew Holiday, no? Yes, with with Giannis, Giannis by himself without um, Kyrie or uh, James Harden. James Harden playing games, it might be, mm-hmm. it might be a sweep. That was the game. That was the only game. He was somewhat decent. Twelve points. That man, James. That was James the only Harden. game he was somewhat decent. <laughs> that the man, he, had like five. he wasn't efficient, but he he got buckets. But he was not efficient at all. But before we, you know, we be talking that off topic. I wanted to say congratulations to LeBron because this is big. Like LeBron came into the league at 18 without a lot of the prep and a lot of the the foundation that a lot of our other goats that we talk about came in with. He came in with just himself, his mama. This kind of story that Jordan had with Kwame Brown were not being a bust. Came in just his mama and learned, had the world on his shoulder. You know, they tried to get on him because he had tattoo chosen one. But, you know, he's a young cocky kid. He he all know, all he knows is himself and his mama. So I never faulted that for him. I never thought he was cocky or egotistical. Um, but he accomplished so much. This is big. You know what I'm saying? You just showed longevity. You have been at the best of the best for your entire career since you came into the league at 18. Like... I can I can't do nothing but respect this. This is not the biggest biggest stat 
forever because you're combining you're combining playoffs and regular season. Like Brandon said, the man done played for 50 years. But, <laughs> you know, Tim Duncan played for 20 years. Dirk Nowinski played for 20 years. Kobe played for 20 years. And these are the same people that he's repassing. So that that's fire to see. Now, next year, when he uh, surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the greatest scorer of all time, and he's not even a scorer, that's monumental. I know not even a scorer, bro. He can he two a, things can be true. He can be a scorer and a I'm passer. Not, no, I'm talking. KD is a scorer. Bro. We get it, bro. You know what I'm saying like it's LeBron is also a scorer. This man literally averages at least 29 yes, points. Yes, but that's not his first thing. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's just not something. Okay. We all say KD's a better scorer so, than LeBron. So LeBron doesn't take the last shot. That's not what I'm saying, bro. So that's he's a scorer, his, dude. That's not his bet. You play in the league, everybody can score, bro. Everybody can score. I'm saying that's not his specialty. His his that's not his specialty of like going out there and just getting buckets. That's just something that you know just comes with the flow of the game. Hello, this is Jordan. You're listening to Not Another Sports Podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast. And on Twitter at N underscore A underscore S underscore podcast. Thank you for your support and back to our show. Before we get out of here, we got to do our last penalty kick segment. Um, the, The pro ball is trash, man. The best part of it was the skills challenge. They, they literally out there a glorified shells period. Thud up. That ain't even thud up. They just like two hand touch. Like is it there the only way you can score points is if you throw the ball. If you're running, you're not gonna score. And um that man Max said I had enough of this, so I'm gonna score. Either way, you're gonna have to take me to the ground, bro. Um Yeah. Nobody really watched. Nobody. It's literally nobody I talked to that watched the whole football. I watched it enough to be able to do exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, I watched. We went back and watched the highlights. It was basically seven on seven. Yeah. How y'all feel about the football? Just make it a skills challenge. That was the highlight of the 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 weekend. Uh yeah. I feel like they should promote the skills challenge more. I didn't even know that it happened until it happened. Um. It was boring. I watched the first drive. I was on my way to my niece's um, gymnastics meet. And then by the time I got there, the Wi-Fi stopped working. So I didn't really care enough to use my own internet for it. Um, I saw Kyler Murray throw a pick and then immediately go to the sideline and take all the Cardinal stuff off his social media. Like, that was their fault, but, yeah, I don't really get why they still have the Pro Bowl at this point. Um, Penny wanted us to do this as a genius or BS of if the Pro Bowl, if them doing two-hand touch was genius or not. Um, But I just feel like it's unnecessary. Like, if you got to go through doing two-hand touch, then just don't have it. Like, I don't feel like traditionalists will care that much that there's not a Pro Bowl. Like, 
we're fine. You can just name all pros and be fine with it. Um, if you want to name a Pro Bowl team for negotiation's sake, have at it. But it's not really necessary, especially when the best of the best players aren't even playing anyway. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's unnecessary. Damn, most people' season been over for like a month. Right. Like, that's the time they could be, like, legit getting ready for the next season. Um, <clears throat> I watched a little bit of it. The highlight of it was Matt Jones doing the giddy. I thought that was pretty funny. That that was pretty cool. And, man, just took off for 60 yards and, then, and just did the dance. He was like, that that was pretty funny. But overall, I think the game needs to either go back to how it was growing up, where it was actual real game, the best of the best go out there, they play a real game, and they call it a game. And shorten the game up, maybe you don't play 15 minutes. Maybe you play just 10 minutes, four quarters, you know what I'm saying? Like, just shorten the game up. You don't have to and, and just play football, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to go out there trying to hurt nobody and stuff. If somebody get hurt out there running routes or whatever, you can't blame the Pro Bowl, you can just blame life. But, if you know... I don't feel like you have to sit here and play tag and stuff like that. You're wasting people's time and money and stuff with all of the the, the pom-pom games. Like, if you're not going to go back to the way it was, um, then I feel like it should just be, like, at the end of the season where the NBA do all NBAs and all of that, you just let, give out a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's the AF, AFC team. Here's the NFC team. Like, like that, like. And this is the people who made the Pro Bowl. And the Pro Bowl is a list rather than a game. These are the people who are highlighted for the rest of, for the year of the best of the best. Um, or you, I don't, I mean, I don't like the, the alternative option people had about the worst teams battle for the number one pick mm-hmm. and stuff. Because that doesn't make any sense. Imagine you the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Detroit Lions and the coach pat you on the back and be like, yeah, go out there, fight hard for the next, for your replacement. It don't make any sense. I don't think you're going to get the best quality games out of that. And I don't think, and grown men, especially with pride, is not going to go out there and have a battle for first place of the number one draft. For you can sit there and literally tell them at any given time, like, your replacement is on the way. If you go out there and battle hard and we win, your replacement is on the way. <laughs> like, what type of stuff is that? Like, it don't make any sense. So either go back to the old way of the game or just make a list. And just call the Pro Bowl list. Yeah, I mean, that did sound like a good idea until you put it into words. Like, <laughs> if you imagine last year, Gardner Minshew playing for the number one pick, I, he probably would have lost. <laughs> <laughs> um, they would have been heated. They okay. Been heated. <laughs> no cap. Yeah, people be Adam Sandler, that, Adam Sandler, that stuff every time, like on the longest yard, just selling games. Yeah, um, I really don't see a solution other than don't play it. Like the basketball, I mean the basketball All Star game, they had ways to make it better. They could add different rules. It's not really different rules you can add to football. During the season, right? right. You, can't add, you can't play the Pro Bowl in the middle of the season, mm. right? Um, so yeah, um, baseball always has the best all-star game. Um, even though they took away the, um, the fact that whoever wins it 
gets the home field advantage in the World Series, I feel like it's still just as good. People still play hard. I feel like that rules. Not... I feel like they should never took that out, though. Nah. I mean, home field doesn't really make a difference. It, the best team is going to win. We've seen that this year. But um, you I feel... You lose on your home turf. <laughs> yeah, the Astros saw that. But um, I feel like... With the fact that it's 2-3-2, two, two, it doesn't really make as much of a difference. Like, having a home field might kind of come, in back, in, come back to haunt you. Because, to be honest, for it to be really the best, you would need to win the first two games at home. Because you have three straight games on the road. So, if you split the first one, and then they go back and win two at home, they're already up 3-2. Which is what happened. Exactly. To us. So, um, even though we should have swept at home, but that's not the point. Um, I feel like that that rule, it didn't make much sense because there were people who didn't even make the playoffs playing in the All-Star game making a difference in the World Series. And then there was another one where... A guy got traded like right after the All Star game, mm-hmm. and he helped the AL win, and then he got traded to the NL, and then when they got to the World Series, they lost. I mean, they they weren't they didn't have home field because of him winning the All Star game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, so I mean, I get why they took it out. It was a good rule in theory, but in concept, it didn't really. But I don't. I more so don't like the fact that the All Star. I mean, the World Series is two three two, but it worked out in our favor. So we got a weekend series. That that was a lit on Halloween. Remember that? Huh? The NBA used to have that format. Two three two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing in baseball, like kind of a disadvantage. Yeah. Nah, baseball it matters more because every home field is different, and basketball all it is is a different arena. Yeah, the rest do be acting different though. Yeah, the rest do be acting different for the home team. And uh, with that being said, um, we got one more segment. We call it "Pick the Ending." Um, this week's question is: since it's Super Bowl day um who has more pressure to win uh, Sean McVay or Matthew Stafford uh I feel like they have the equal amount of pressure they're on the same team so if one of them wins then they both win <laughs> nah I feel like I feel like Sean McVay has a little bit more pressure um everybody going into this um season was saying well we see the talent in Matt Stafford but can he win can he get it done and I feel like he's proven in this playoff run that even if he doesn't win this game specifically he has the talent and the ability to get it done in the the biggest moments so now the pressure is on Matt I mean Sean McVay to put him in the right position and to make sure that you manage the game so that it doesn't become too overwhelming and that you don't lose it before you have the opportunity to come back. 
So, yeah, I would say that it's on uh, what's it called? Because the last time they did have that high-flying offense that was, if not the best, it was definitely top five all time in most productive offenses in the NFL. And then they only scored like three or four points. I mean, three points in the Super Bowl off of a like 50, 60-yard field goal. So... Mm-hmm. Was still in the game the whole game. Huh? I said Aaron was still in the game the whole game. Exactly. Like, <clears throat> but um, we didn't really get into this, but Aaron Donald is definitely going to have to show up because he only had – he didn't have any sacks in that Super Bowl run the first time they went to the Super Bowl, and he's only had one and a half sacks. So I'm not saying that he's not that guy, but I haven't seen it when the – the moments have been the biggest. I've seen him show up in regular season games. Yeah, I haven't seen always, him. It's not always about. I get that. Up. I get that. But if a game is three to three, and you're supposed to be that guy, you have to at least help your team. You have to take on double teams so other people can get sacked. Um, I feel like they're more balanced this year than they were that first Super Bowl year. So that could be the case in this game, but that's what I'm saying. He has to be that guy. Um, I think the pressure is more, of course it's on both of them, but I think more pressure is on McVay. He laid an egg in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Um, he did a lot of kind of shady, iffy stuff with getting Ty Gurley out, Jared Goff, a lot of um, players of his had some choice words and not too too good opinions and views of him the fact he communicated and did things he he boasted and gloated and cried and begged for Matthew Stafford to bring him in here and he's the gunslinger and the guy he wanted and this is guy and this is this is what he wanted this is this is what he thought Matthew Stafford was going to get him to so you can't this is why you pretty much crapped on Jerry Groff and pretty much made it and, and and boosted up Matthew Stafford. Like, you can't get to this moment and do the exact same thing you did with Jerry Groff because the question would be, why did you do all of this? Okay. Then you did, you went out all your way to pretty much slander Jerry Groff. Basically say it was his fault. Yeah. That he can only win with you. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't completely wrong, but that's... I, I, I feel like that's a disservice to Jerry Groff because I've seen worse quarterbacks than Jerry Groff. And... He helped. He, I did see Jared Goff at moments, even in Detroit this year, be good. Like he, he just needs people around him. He's a Jimmy Garoppolo type of dude. I will admit that he's a little bit worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I mean I've never yeah. said that he wasn't. I don't think. You, but, but you, put I feel him like in they the were right on situation. the. I feel like they were on the same level. And at this point, I don't feel like they're on the same level. I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo is here. Uh, <laughs> I say Jimmy Garoppolo is a five. Jared Goff is a three. Oh, no. I feel like you put him in the right situation. You might catch lightning in the bottle with him again. Um, mm, I feel but, like you need to build more around. I mean, you had to build a lot around both of them. But right. I feel like you had to build a lot more. Well, not a lot more. But you had to build more around Jared Goff than you had to build around Jimmy G. Right. Jimmy G is just inconsistent. Yeah. Jared Goff is inconsistent and inaccurate. You can't have both of that. And, uh. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? I'm trying to 
<laughs> Last topic. Oh, McVeigh, my big McVeigh. I can't believe I lost my train of thought. Yeah, you can't do all of that, and you can't do all of that, and go out there and lay a dub again because you will have two Super Bowl losses. You will have a Super Bowl loss to the greatest coach of all time, Tom Brady, whoop the whoop, and then you said you got out coach. Then you will have a loss to a Cincinnati Bengals team with a quarterback in his second year with a rookie star receiver with no offensive line with Eli Apple as their cornerback. And the coach and who the was your protege and was 20 games under 500 before Joe Burrow got there. Exactly. So, it, it would not look good on McVay. Matthew Stafford, you go out there and he plays well and he does and he throw interception or whatever, you know, people don't look at him like that. But if you go out there and he plays well and they lose – no one's going to talk more. Not, not, it's not going to look bad on Matthew Stafford. They're going to, because Matthew Stafford's only 31 years old and he's with this Rams team. This Rams team, I, I give him a three, four year window to probably get back to another Super Bowl if they keep this intact. So, like, I feel like if they lose and he go out there and play well, it won't be too bad on him because people look at, okay, he, his first year out of a losing situation, he, he went to a Super Bowl, he was winning, he played well in the Super Bowl, he's only 31 years old, he got, five, six more years left. His team is still relatively young. They got a shot. Now with McVay, you lose. You got two Super Bowl losses. You got out coach the first one. You got all this other stuff going on with the Bengals that you lose. This the next year will probably be your last year if you don't make it to the Super Bowl. Why Matthew Stafford is there. And you brought him there. Okay. <laughs> Um, quick question to all the hoopers, bro. How y'all pick what shoes y'all gonna hoop in that day? Y'all just go to shoot around, get a feel for it, or yeah, I always wanted to ask that. So some of y'all, some in the comment section, answer that question. Um, yeah, and then oh what? If we still giving out random shout outs, that was the beginning of the episode. Thanks for being here the whole episode. But um. My random shout-out is shout-out to the NFL. They don't get much shout-outs from me, but this one, they will get one from. They starting the game at 6.30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sir. College, take notes. Yeah, sir. NBA, take notes. Stop starting these games so late. Yeah, I like the next games because it gives you more time to get Nah, home. I don't want to hear all that. Y'all I got to go to work them. tomorrow. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm wondering. Awesome. That time is 35, 30. Amen. Yeah, man, the game's still going to end at like 11. That's, yeah, that's fine. That's, yeah. NBA game didn't like that. Anytime. Anyway. Um, with that being said, that's another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. Remember, I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Make sure you follow me on all those social media sites at Rob was there. And this is your boy, Kevin, VCK, Vice City Kevo, Naps Kevo, whatever you want to call me. Not Peachtree City Kevo. Not Peachtree City Kevo. Not Great (laughs) Value Kevo. Not all of that other stuff that's going out in these streets nowadays. But you know what I'm saying? I want to still say thank you guys for coming. Those who did come out yesterday to the show. Yes, really did uh, appreciate that. That, That's a big deal to me. That's real deal history. And where was it? Huh? Where was it? It was at my alumni. Alumni. On my mind. On my mind. Oh wait. Omaha. 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 Oh man, turning into Peyton Manning. 
thank y'all again for all the love and support. And thank y'all uh, for those who texted me. Also, thank y'all for uh, supporting the podcast. Um, this is like a... I don't know. This is the what, fourth, fifth week of 2022. So this is like our fifth episode of the week of the year. Yeah, six, six episodes. We just want to say thank you for just you know staying down for staying down with us, getting bigger and better this year. You know what I'm saying? And um, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Kevo and be on the lookout for vibes last forever. Yes, sir. You? Oh, yeah. <laughs> follow us everywhere. Follow me on Twitter. Who are um, you? I'm Jordan. <laughs> yes, apparently some people don't know my name by my voice. <laughs> Even my own mother. But um, <laughs> follow me on Twitter at um, this underscore guy 11. Follow me on Instagram underscore this guy 11. Follow the sports pages on Facebook and Instagram, not another sports podcast. Twitter in underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Um, Listen to us everywhere you listen to us um, by searching for Not Another Sports Podcast and share it with your friends. Give us some reviews. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you answer the question. Who do you think has more pressure? Why do you think they have more pressure? Who do you think will win? Why do you think they will win? If you want it to be a tie and everybody go home sad like me, tell us. Um, and with all that being said, make sure you guys are staying safe out here. Yes, sir. Black Lives Matter. They do. Make sure you guys are washing your hands. Lavate los manos. Make sure you guys are not falling for all of the agendas being pushed out Never. here. Never. And with all that being said, now, hold up. Before I give y'all the go, Gators. Realize that it's, the Gators have the most tied with LSU for the most Gators. Um, active roster in the Super Bowl. Hey, man. I can't remember what the streak is. I think it was like 21 games straight that y'all have somebody playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know what the record is for playing in. We don't keep playing in records around here. <laughs> All I know is this will be the 10th straight night that a former Alabama player will solidify their season by finishing as a Super Bowl champion. And with this, I can also say the same thing because... When is it like five years for y'all now? Three. Amen. Amen. Today, it might a gator, be three, something to, like that. I don't know. Today, a gator will be a Super Bowl. We don't keep up with those single digit numbers anymore. If, 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 if Van Jefferson, if Van Jefferson or Mick Pearson win this Super Bowl, they gonna hate me because they would not hear the end of this. So they better hope I mean, none of these games. Or, I mean, we literally can do the same thing with Jonah Williams, Terrell Lewis. Um, Ashawn Robinson. So it's not as fun with Alabama fans gloat nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's y'all don't even have the steam anymore. Like when y'all gloat, it's just like whatever. I mean, yeah, we don't. <laughs> like I was thinking about it earlier. I saw a lady in the in Kroger with the Alabama hoodie on that said "National Champions," and I was like, "Oh, that is a year old." That is, we did lose the national exactly. championship. Well, it don't even feel like we lost the national championship. What would be a more interesting story? Florida actually going to the national championship or y'all winning another one? That's winning another one. Why would we care about y'all winning the national okay, championship? Why we, that's, why, that's what we feel about them again. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Amen. All I'm saying is, I would definitely be more excited about Alabama winning the national championship than Florida winning it. Would I be happy that y'all won it? Yes, as long as we didn't play out. (laughs) But would I be more excited? I'd be more happy to beat y'all. Of course you would. That's why Georgia fans can't stop talking about it, and it's understandable. But see, they got they. It's understandable. All I'm saying is. Like y'all want us to be sad and we're not. But nobody and I feel like it would them. be the same, huh? Nobody even happy for them. This because they're obnoxious. They're ever. obnoxious and nobody cares. Like, I mean, nobody wants to say that if we had two of our best receivers, then we would have yeah, beat them. Of course. But that sounds like sore losers, and nobody wants to say that, so we just don't say anything at all. Just but it. they're upset because they're not getting the recognition that they feel like they deserve. When everybody else feels like, all right, like we get it, y'all won, but we saw what happened when they were fully healthy. And when even just with Williams in the game, y'all was gonna win the game. Like (laughs) literally, but they don't want to hear that. And if somebody says that, they'll say that they're sport. I know it's uh, sad to say, but the best thing that happened was Williams going down because they was not gonna win that game. He got hurt on a. 40 yard cat. Yeah. So, so I mean <laughs> I don't I don't get what they want, but I mean, yes, they're not gonna get a ticker tape parade every single day. So they have to throw their own on Twitter. It's gonna be another while Which I mean it's the same thing with the Braves. Like after that, like I don't even think anybody mentioned it on ESPN that next day, other than uh, no, Mike Wilbon them were the really the only ones that mentioned it. They OGs though. Exactly. Like undisputed didn't say nothing. Colin definitely didn't say nothing. He was still mad about the Dodgers. Danby Swanson Ace but first take didn't say nothing at all. Danby Swanson definitely went on the Pat McAfee show though. Shout out to Danby. Yeah. Pat getting everybody. But like on first take when Houston and Yankees, I mean you know, Stephen A. bandwagged the Yankees and stuff. When the Yankees are or anything like that, or Houston and stuff like that, he'd be talking. But he didn't say I mean, nothing about the World Series. I get it, though. So, yes, there, we have to talk about it on Twitter because nobody else is going to talk about it. So, I get why Georgia fans are obnoxious. But the thing is, Astros fans are really upset that they lost. So, it, it gets on. Like, I can see why there's a back and forth. But... <laughs> Alabama fans don't care. Like, we were literally talking about the next national championship the next day. We were talking about our recruiting class, all this other stuff. Nobody, like, nobody cares about this game. Like, I still haven't even watched it on YouTube. Because in reality, y'all know y'all be joking about it. I'm for real. The SEC don't matter unless Alabama and Florida's good. Everybody else is just fillers. Hey man, if y'all <laughs> still here, we really do appreciate y'all. Y'all are the ones, the OGs, and we love y'all. For we got an 85 South type episode. Okay. Man. Just be talking. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. But with that being said, we're going to get up out of here. Roll tight. Go, Gators. <laughs>